Yeah, hi, my name is Brad. This is Free Grace Teaching, and uh, we're talking about forgiveness. I'm going to do a couple of these, so you're more than welcome to share these. And if they minister to you, remember they're yours, and uh, the Lord um, gave you that insight through us. So we're trusting the Lord to minister through through us to you. And so if it ministers to you, go ahead and keep it. Um, you don't need to say, well, Brad said, or, or anything like that. Um, so, you know, John, you know, he's writing... Um, we're talking about forgiveness here, total forgiveness. Um, John is writing in 1 John 2, 12. Um, he's writing to the body of Christ, the body of believers. And he says, I'm writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. And keep in mind now, everyone, to all who received him, to them who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God gave us the right to be called children of God. So this is going to apply, the context here, is it goes out to the whole body of Christ, everyone who is a child of God in Christ, who was given a right to be called a child of God. Um, He's writing, so we can apply this to us as well. We are forgiven through Jesus. And what that really means is by his sacrifice, we were forgiven of all of our sins. 1 John chapter 3, verse 5, the first part of that verse, and you know he came to take away sins. And so that's kind of neat there that John is reminding the child of God in Christ that he took away our sins. Okay, So how do you extend forgiveness anyway? Well, first of all, we're going to have to understand John 13, 34, and 35, where Jesus gives us the new covenant command to love. And so forgiveness is included in that package. Remember, he says, you must love one another as I have loved you. By loving one another, all people will know that you are my disciples. And so keep that in mind that uh, once we respond to his total forgiveness, 100% um, unconditional love, He's going to want to extend this through us. Does God remember sins anymore? Um, Let's take a look. Um, And the author of Hebrews is uh, writing chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, um, speaking about the new covenant that we're actually in. Remember, Jesus died for us so he could give his life to us, so he could live his life through us. And then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. And when these sins have been forgiven... There is no need to offer any more sacrifices. Okay? And so keep in mind also John in chapter 1, verse 29, he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, folks, if Jesus comes to take away the sins of the world, okay, is God keeping the world's sins? Is God keeping records of the world's sins? No, of course not. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, God was reconciling the whole world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. That's 2 Corinthians 5.19. So what did Jesus mean when he actually said, it is finished? You know, when he was up on that cross, the Greek language, we're going to go into the Greek a little bit and uh, find out exactly what that means. When Jesus cries out, it is finished on the cross, the Greek word used is tetelestai, which means to bring to a close or to complete, or to fulfill. The next thing to take a look at is Jesus speaks in the perfect tense, which is very rare in the New Testament and has no English equivalent. Third thing to take a look at here is the perfect tense is a combination of two Greek tenses, the present tense and the aorist tense. 
The aorist tense is punctular, meaning something that happens at a specific point in time, a moment. The present tense is linear, meaning something that continues on into the future and has ongoing results and implications. Okay, the next thing to take a look at here, the combination of these two tenses in the perfect tense as used in 19, John chapter 19, verse 30, is of overwhelming significance to the Christian. <clears throat> when Jesus says it is finished or completed, what he is actually saying is it is finished and will continue to be finished. The Holy Spirit will now convict of what? What does the Holy Spirit convict the world and believers of? John 16, verse 8 says, And when he comes, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Okay, keep in mind, what is the world's sin? Well, let's see what Jesus said. Jesus said himself in John 16, 9, The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. You see, and so that's the world's sin, is it refuses to believe in Jesus Christ. But the righteousness the Holy Spirit convicts the body of Christ of is our right standing with our Heavenly Father. So the Holy Spirit is going to convict the body of Christ of our identity, our forgiveness, our righteousness in Christ, and the love that the Father has for us. You see, so this has been the first part of forgiveness, Thank you for joining us. This has been Grace Teaching with Brad.